Well, welcome to The Intentional Dad, the podcast for men and their families on a journey to embrace and fulfill the promise of fatherhood. My name is Eric, and today we're talking about the holidays, which, if you're at all like me, brings a mix of joyful anticipation as well as the awareness that holidays don't always go like I'd hoped. And I am guessing that you might be able to relate to that. So let's talk about that. And maybe more specifically, let's talk about what might get in the way and how bringing some intentionality into the holiday season might help us to capture some of the goodness that we all hope for this time of year. And here with me today to talk about that is somebody I've been very eager to introduce to you. And if you have listened to my previous podcasts, you've met much of my family already. You have met uh, my oldest son, Ben. You've met my daughter. You've even met my dad. Uh, And today, uh, I get to introduce you to my lovely bride. Hi, Mary Jo. Hi. So tell them a little bit about yourself. Well, um, Eric and I have been married 29 years, and uh, like he mentioned, we have three kids, a 21-year-old son and 18-year-old daughter who have been on podcasts already, and we also have a 12-year-old son who will probably be on a podcast at some point in the future. He's pretty eager to do it, so at some point, we will find a chance to do that. So anyway, yeah, well, happy holidays. Are yeah. You, happy happy early Thanksgiving. Early Thanksgiving. A little bit. We're not that far away. We're just, uh, well, just a few days, actually. Yep. Almost so. almost time to thaw the turkey. Almost. A little public service announcement there. <laughs> Get it going. And uh, if, uh, if you have walked into stores and felt the Christmas music or heard the Christmas music playing already, you are also feeling like maybe it's time to start getting ready for Christmas, which... I don't know. I, it feels to me like it's too early to, to do it the 1st of November, like it has been in some places. But it's there. And so, yeah, if if you have seen any of that, you know full well the holiday season is here. So um, so I just want you, can you, I'm guessing you can relate a little bit to what I was talking about, that, that anticipation for the holiday season and some experiences of maybe getting through the holiday season and looking back and seeing it didn't quite go how you'd hoped. Can you yeah. That? yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, every year, you know, I just, I just love the holiday season. I love getting ready for Christmas, um, decorating and baking and just all the, all the parts that go along with getting ready for Christmas. But uh, I know there have definitely been years where I've kind of launched into that with enthusiasm and only to kind of look up at, at, at a certain point and say, gosh, you know, this is just really busy and hectic and it's it's kind of taking away some of the joy of it. And I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, and it, the extreme of that, of course, is you get to the end of the holiday season, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and you maybe even look back and feel like you survived it, right? I mean, that would be that would be the extreme. Um, and for some people, the holidays uh, really are about survival, um, which is it adds to the heartbreak, right? Because I think this time of year, as we're entering the holiday season, on some level, just about everybody is feeling the hope for what it can be. Which I know. You really love the holidays. You have for all these years that we've been together. So, what are what are some things that you really are looking forward to again this year? Time with family, uh, decorating, seeing all the Christmas lights. I think over the last couple of years, 
people in general have really um, sort of upped their game with Christmas lights. It's mm-hmm. become kind of more of a more of a popular thing, I guess, yeah. and it's just really fun to um, to see those. Uh, a couple years ago, or last year, we uh, we cut down our own tree for the first time, and was that was a, that was a lot of fun. That was so. a lot of fun. Yeah, just making those kind of memories with with family. Yeah, and and the lights thing—that's a COVID thing, right? Because during COVID, they're just so yeah. much. So much was limited, right? Right. But that was one thing people could pour themselves into, and so I, right. I remember and that Christmas, right? We drove around, and actually, we we saw a lot of these things that people created, which was, it was pretty elaborate. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely a special memory. I think that a lot of people were able to, to do during COVID when there wasn't a lot of other things to do. Yeah. And, um, the, the other things that you're talking about there that are so hopeful for the holiday season, you know, for us, we have so many fond memories of our family times together. Uh, Thanksgiving coming up here, of course, getting together with everybody and spending a day enjoying some good food and laughter and making memories. Um, and you like to make food, right? There's there's dishes that you really like to make. So that's part of the joy for you, too, is just the creation of that. Um, but what what is go a little further into some of the downside of that. What what has happened in your experience in the past that you've kind of gotten to that point where you look up and you're feeling like, man, I've, I've been robbed of something here. What? Yeah. I mean, I, I think there were times where, uh, you know, it, it may have been something that I felt like I had to do, like, uh, sending Christmas cards. Uh, at one point that was something that I just felt like everybody did. And so I had to do it. Um, but it was just a chore that, that wasn't joyful, um, for me. So, uh, so I don't do that anymore. Um, Baking, I love baking Christmas cookies, but um, I've come to realize, you know, maybe I don't need to bake five different kinds if that just ends up making me feel rushed and and busy. You know, I can focus on, you know, one or two things that are really meaningful and enjoyable and that I can do with my family and and just do those. Yeah. And I think uh, things I remember that added to stress of past holidays that maybe robbed us a bit was... Just a general, a general thought that we kind of owed it to everybody to try to make everybody happy, right? And one of the ways that maybe that came out is trying to wedge in time with every single person on uh, in a particular window, right? So we, I have a big family, um, and your family isn't quite as big as mine, but I remember in some of the early years, especially when we lived in Colorado, there was so much stress around, are we going to be able to spend enough time with everybody? Right. Um, and when you only have so much time, there is a limitation and it is a stressor. Um, but you know, that, that whole thought that we need to try to make everybody happy, uh, with that, it added stress and it kind of stole away from what otherwise might have been a really meaningful uh, time with family. Oh, sure. Definitely. And I think, you know, when our kids were smaller, too, that's I think parents of, of, of you know, little ones like that's that's just a whole other level of, of busy and hectic just right off the bat. Yeah. Which our kids are older now, so we're we're past some of the uh, some of the stresses that come with having really tiny kids. 
Um, so, you know, some of it can't be avoided, right? I mean, you just, you have things that you set out to include in your holiday season. And when you have little ones and you, you have uh, a lot of family members, um, there's some stress that comes with that, right? Um, you know, but I guess maybe it'd just be good to unpack a little bit and see if we can be a little bit more pointed about what we're talking about that actually starts to steal away from what is otherwise a very joyful and hopeful time of year. And I think that those things that steal away is really two things that we can talk about. First, you've already touched on it a little bit. You mentioned the word busyness, right? That the to-dos kind of start piling up and there's food to make, there's presents to buy, there's decorations to put up and those are just the ones off the top of my head, and your 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 miss your Mrs. To Do list. You you do a lot better job with that than I do, but that um, can grow really really fast in the holiday season. And so, when that list gets really long, you get really busy trying to work your way through that list. And so that is one uh, enemy, I think, uh, if we're not aware of it and not careful about it, that can steal away from the the things we hope for in a holiday season. And the other one is uh, another thing we've kind of been hinting at and touching on is this idea of expectations, right? Expectations that uh, can either come externally um, from who knows what, just some kind of general sense of an expectation that might be out there to uh, some kind of family tradition, this is the way we've always done it kind of thing, to your own expectations. And the thing about expectations is we all have them, uh, and many of them we aren't necessarily as aware of as we could be, but It helps, I think, to first kind of call it out and second, just have some awareness about what expectations are. And really, if we're going to break it down, an expectation is simply a definition of success. And in defining that success, you also define failure. And with that comes the stress of hitting the window of success, whatever that may be, right? And the holiday season is a time that is just rampant with expectations. Yeah, I think uh, I think sometimes it's expectations of other family members on you. Sometimes it's your own expectations in terms of what you picture to be sort of the perfect holiday season. Um, and, you know, social media, too, you might see. You know, on Instagram, your neighbor's, you know, seemingly perfect uh, family Christmas picture and feel like your your family or your um, decorations or your life just kind of falls short of that. It just doesn't per- measure that up, right? seemingly perfect um, yeah. image that somebody else has. Yeah. And you, you had mentioned one just a moment ago that um, it, it took you a while to see it. But the whole Christmas card thing. Right. You did that for years because you felt it was an expectation, right? Um, and then- yeah, and I'll give you another one is like Christmas trees. A lot of people have just these beautiful Christmas trees like out of a magazine where all the ornaments match and the decorations are just um, perfectly coordinated. Right. And our tree doesn't look like that. Our tree uh, has ornaments with kind of special meaning, but they don't match. Um, there's not, you know... 
ribbon that, you know, is beautifully arranged and all the things that people seem to have um, in their, you know, photogenic trees. Yeah. Um, I don't think our tree would win any awards on Instagram. No. I, I don't. I, no. It, do they have awards on Instagram? I don't even know. But whatever. I, I don't think ours would if they did. Um, but we love it. Right. And so... I just I think that that is helpful to be aware of this issue of expectations, to be aware of this issue of busyness, which they're related, right? I mean, the the to do list and the pressure we feel to crash through a to do list is driven by, in many cases, expectation, right? And so, um, it just kind of putting that out there because you know I guess this is the time to say, Mary Jo, what what it is we're doing with this podcast. And yes, we wanted to talk about the holiday season, but really the reason you and I are together is because we have asked ourselves this year, how can we bring some intentionality to the holiday season to maybe guard against some of these things that steal away the hope and the joy of the holiday season? And in bringing some intentionality, how at the same time we can guard against that and maybe capture in a very intentional way some of the goodness that we're all hoping for right now, right? We're on the front end of the holiday season. The hopes are still fresh and new, right? I don't think anybody's gotten to the point where they're feeling burnout yet or they're looking up and saying, what happened, right? It's the start of a holiday season. We know the kinds of things that are on our hearts, right? That that quality time with family, the the laughter and the memories and the joy and the awe and wonder that we see in, in little kids in particular, right? And the awe and wonder that we want to recapture as adults for things that we felt when we were little kids, right? All of that stuff is just so good. And it, every year there's a new hope for all of that. And every year there are things that threaten to steal away. And so that's kind of where we came into this holiday season is there have been some things we've done over the years, things we've practiced as a family that have been very meaningful for us, very beautiful. And we started asking the question, could we bring that same intentionality into this season where there is so much uh, out there that can steal away? And we came up with some things, right? And something that I've kind of already made reference to in some of some of my earlier communications, we call it the holiday challenge, right? And really what it is, is in the months of November and December, there are five things that Mary Jo and I are gonna do with our family to be intentional. And at the same time, we wanna share with you what those things are because we wanna invite you to try them. And uh, and maybe even consider a further invitation still, which is to not just try them, but to also take the step of sharing our stories together in a way that we can kind of share in the joy of this intentionality together. So I will unpack a little bit later how all that happens. But I wanted to first kind of explain to you what it is Mary Jo and I have on our hearts here today. And then after uh, extending that invitation to you, which I just did, uh, 
maybe unpack a little bit what the challenges are. We're just going to do the first two today, just the November challenges, the two things that we are going to try as a family in November, and kind of explain a little bit of some of the underlying ideas, some of the things that are uh, important to bring alongside the activity that that we share with you. Um, and just uh, take a little time to, to share with you then what the first two challenges are, okay? Um, so we've been talking about expectation, and I, I think that may be one of the biggest enemies out there for our holiday season related to the busyness. They, they kind of relate, right? So before we get into the first challenge, uh, I want to want to unpack that one a little bit more and share with you an idea that is going to be an important part to bring alongside uh, the, the activity itself. And um, there is a way to take expectation and put it aside by adopting a different way of looking at things. And it's a, it's a different word, anticipation. So we've, we've kind of unpacked that expectation is my own definition of what equals success. And by definition, <laughs> I, also, I also bring uh, a definition of failure into that when I do that. Whereas anticipation can put all of that aside and just with open hands and open heart, uh, joyfully look forward to receiving whatever is there, whatever goodness is there. So that is kind of a, a background thought. And um, it actually maybe more eloquently is unpacked by Paul in Philippians. Let me just share this with you right here. Um, this is Paul uh, talking to the Philippians in chapter four. And he says, summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. That's anticipation, right? So when we are looking for the best, when we are looking for the true and the noble and the reputable, when we're looking for the authentic and the compelling, things to praise when we're looking for the beautiful, we have turned our hearts away from expectation and toward anticipation. And so I just offer that as kind of a, a foundational thought for everything else that we're going to talk about, these activities, because that is what makes the activities themselves fruitful, I think. Okay, so... The first challenge that we want to share with you is, uh, well, it's Thanksgiving, right? What do we do at Thanksgiving? <laughs> we give thanks, right? And it's that's something I think most families uh, at least spend some time thinking about. If not, they have an actual tradition of at some point in their time together as, as a family. Somebody reminds the the folks there that hey this is thanksgiving let's share something that we're thankful for right? yeah and and i think lately there has been a lot of uh awareness of gratitude and um you know being 
like the the even even just in terms of like decoration you know home decor there's the grateful thankful blessed and just all of the uh i guess awareness of how much we have to be thankful for although usually when people think about what they're thankful for um they usually think about food to eat or a roof over their head or you know their health or their family um and so it tends to be sort of maybe sort of predictable in some ways yeah um you know, good things, important things, but maybe things that kind of only go so deep. Yeah. And it's kind of the entry level for for gratitude, right? And again, time well spent. We we certainly want to exercise gratitude in all those ways, right? Um, but, you know, like you said, I, I think that probably when people are presented with that idea around the Thanksgiving table, they come up with um, kind of those entry level things, right? Right. But since this is, you know, the Intentional Dad podcast, and so we're focused on, you know, parenting, um, we wanted to take a little bit of a different approach to this uh, part of the holiday challenge. And that is uh, what we're going to do as, as a family and what we invite you to do as well. Uh, about five days before Thanksgiving, um, get a, a piece of paper and a pen and sit down and think about your spouse and your kids and write down one word uh, that describes something about them uh, for which you are thankful, you know, something about their personality or, or who they are, who God created them to be that, that you are thankful for in them. And do that every day for a few minutes, um, just one word for each, each person, your spouse and your kids. And then after five days, you'll have a list of five words that you can share with them that is just what makes them special and what you are, are thankful for, um, for each one of them. Yeah. And that kind of takes the whole giving thanks thing that we do around the Thanksgiving table. And that brings a, it brings a depth to that tradition in giving that gift to loved ones in that way that you now have five distinct ways that you have prayerfully considered what you are grateful for about them, right? Uh, pretty cool gift, right? And I, I think that's what we're talking about. We're certainly not taking away from ways people typically enter into that that uh, act of Thanksgiving on the holiday. Do that too, right? By right. all means, right? But it's more than simply expressing thanks here, what we're inviting you into, right? It's it's a whole new way of looking at things, right? And this is why I, you know, I come back to anticipation versus expectation, right? So there's some anticipation that you are invited to bring into this exercise, right? Um, and anticipation for what God will do with that as you share that together then five days later as a family around the Thanksgiving table, right? Um, And that's the depth of gratitude that we are trying to be intentional about capturing, and that's what we want to invite you into. Okay, all right, so should we move on to challenge two? We should. We should. But challenge two is related to generosity and I wanted to make sure I shared you know the observation that our 12 year old made when you told him about both of those challenges gratitude and generosity oh, he do said, share. Yeah. yeah he said gratitude and generosity huh 
that goes along with thanksgiving because gratitude is thanks and generosity is giving so it is and yeah it, 12 year old eyes boom all of a sudden you see things that maybe you hadn't seen before right and i thought that was pretty cool yeah and so here we are we've talked about the thanks that's challenge number one here we are we're going to talk about the giving generosity so i guess kicking off this this particular challenge let's come back to that issue of busyness that we experience in the holiday season generosity i think is is one way to be intentional in the face of busyness because uh, the busyness kind of gets us absorbed in the things that we have to do, taking care of the things that we think are important, right? Whereas generosity is, well, it's a question that we ask ourselves, right? It's others focused instead of focused on ourselves. Yeah. And so it, it starts to turn our hearts outward again. Yeah. With that question, really what we're asking is who needs what I have. That is the foundational thought of generosity. And so there's awareness on a couple of levels there, right? First is the awareness of another's need. And then there is the awareness of what I have to offer. And so we're exercising generosity when we bring those two worlds together. Um, Okay, so in exercising generosity, um, I think that there are Well, there's really three areas that I'm used to hearing about when we talk about generosity, and that's time, talent, and treasure. Um, And you had pointed out that our invitation here, our exercise, our challenge is in one of those areas. So let's go in reverse order because it's it's the last one. So we have treasure, right? And I, I... it's my experience, you know, and I, I don't want to necessarily speak for everybody, but it's my experience that when we talk about generosity, the first thing is, who am I giving money to? Right? Right. Yeah. Donating to a worthy organization. A lot of organizations have food drives around this time of year. Um, and those can be great opportunities uh, to exercise generosity um, and to do it as a family. Or even to, you know, maybe see a need in your own community that that you can help with through giving money or giving food. Yeah. And we actually toyed with this as an idea for what we might try to do to be intentional, right? We had talked about the idea of finding some organization that we could support in a specific way and share that as a family. So some may still want to do that. And that's a beautiful thing, right? And to go and do that as a family. So the the whole treasure angle for generosity is beautiful. It's good. And, um, you know, being kind of the, the first one that people think about, there's a lot of great ideas out there and a lot of great places for people to go with that. So yeah. maybe you're listening and you already know of an organization or a family or some way to take resources you have and, and meet some needs. And by all means, go and do that, right? Um, that is not where our challenge is. We're going to get to that one in a minute. So there's there's treasure, there's talent, right, is, is the next one that, I, again, in my experience, people tend to think of the, the treasure aspect of it first. Then the talent thing kind of comes up, right, where people volunteer for things, you know, throughout the year. Some some people will coach, right? Some people who, who teach will do some, some tutoring, for example. Um, your, your dad, talk about your dad, 
Yeah, helped with he he's good at building things. He's good at teaching people how to build things. He helped at Habitat for Humanity for a number of years. Um, so those are just examples of yeah. people sharing their talents. Um, uh, and then this time of year, there's people who have beautiful voices. They sing right, right. In, in church choirs, right? Yes. So yeah, that's another good example. Also, wonderful ways to exercise generosity and to take that that heart for others and offer that way. All beautiful, all right? But the one we wanted to focus on in our family was in the time category, okay? And again, as parents, um, you know, what we're thinking about is how we, as a mother and a father, can bring some intentionality to our family, to our kids in particular. And so asking this question, who needs what I have? Well, one need that is that is there from the time you become a parent and through the rest of your life is your, your time through presence, right? And I, I specifically say presence because being in the same room is not really meeting the need, right? <laughs> there's, there's something much deeper, much more profound and sacred about the concept of presence, right? And so that's really what we're getting at with, with this particular challenge is the gift, the generosity of our presence. And we have a very specific way that we are going to do that, something we have actually done for a while. Um, but especially this this holiday season, we're going to be as intentional as ever. Right. Because I think that when there is busyness in the holiday season, it can be easy to kind of fall out of right. those habits and um, to let uh, the busyness kind of derail some of that. And it happens really fast right. <laughs> and really easy. And again, that to-do list starts barking at you. And next thing you know, you've gone through an entire holiday season and found it very difficult to have a meal together other than maybe Thanksgiving, right? And so the intentionality of this one is kind of twofold. It is to, this is going to be hard, this is going to require some sacrifice, but to be very um, guarded about a five-day stretch in the middle of the holiday season where five days in a row everybody in the family sits down to dinner five days in a row and pizza's okay it doesn't have to be homemade (laughs) and we're not creating some kind of some kind of legalistic framework right i know that also during the holiday season school things continue and maybe maybe there's some weeknights in there that the kids just have activities, right? So if you have to do it five out of six nights or five out of seven, I think that God will still meet the family in the middle of that. That being said, try it. <laughs> right. And so not just sit down to dinner, but yes. then what's the rest yeah, of it? Yeah, but then as you're sitting down to dinner, put away all the electronics, put away everything that might pull away and distract. Turn off the TV. Turn off the TV. So that as a family, you can ask and answer the following three questions. Tell me about your day by telling me a hi, a low, and a way to go, right? So tell me a high point of your day, something that made you smile, something that brought your heart joy, 
Tell me a low point, something that made you feel a little bit sad, a little bit disappointed. Talk about that. And a way to go for something that maybe was hard and you, you accomplished it or something that you um, weren't sure you could do and you did it or something that you, you tried and maybe it didn't go like you wanted, but still you tried it. Whatever, just something to celebrate, right? I guess that's what we're getting at, right? Some some way to go, some some form of celebration, right? And so with every member of the family while you're eating this dinner, everybody has a chance to answer that question for five days in a row. Tell me about your day by telling me a hi, a low, a way to go. And by the way, yes, Tyler, I did steal that from you. <laughs> Tyler is my brother. And uh, he shared with us that that was something he started doing with his family some time ago. And once we heard that, we adopted that into our family dinners. And it has, it's been beautiful. It's been beautiful. And it has led to just some, some wonderful discussion and opened up a lot of wonderful memories. Okay, so that is what we are uh, inviting you to share with us, right? So we have more. We are going to do some challenges in December as well. So the intentionality is going to continue right through the holiday season. But for this month, for November, we have those two. So we have the gratitude challenge, the generosity challenge. Yep. Maybe recap them both real quick. Okay. The so gra- I, gratitude challenge for five days in a row, starting five days before Thanksgiving, sit down and write one word about each family member, your spouse and your kids. And then after doing that for five days, you'll have five words to describe them that you can share with them. Yeah. So one, one word to capture what it is that you're grateful for about that person. Yes. Yeah. So that is Saturday through Wednesday. And then the idea is that uh, on Thanksgiving, the Thursday that you share that with each other. Yeah. Either around the dinner table or some point during the day, right? Yeah. And then the giving challenge. The giving challenge is generosity in the form of our time. That is our presence with our kids and carving out five days in which the whole family sits down together for dinner with no distractions, no TV, no electronics, just each other. Asking and answering the question of each other, tell me about your day by telling me a hi, a low, and a way to go. Those are our two challenges for November, and we invite you to try them, right? We are going to do this as a family, and we are very excited about this year, the opportunity to share what we're doing uh, as an invitation to you as well. And the invitation, like I said, goes a little bit further in that... Uh, even better would be the opportunity to share each other's stories together uh, as we're experiencing these things. And so the way that you can do that is if you go to the intentionaldad.org and look at the menu bar at the top, you have to tap the three dots and you will see holiday challenge. And under there, you're going to find the information that we're talking about here, kind of spelling out the challenges. And there will also be a place there that if you are so inclined to share your story, uh, paying members of uh, the Intentional Dad online community uh, access the opportunity to comment uh, on, on posts. And there you can share your story about what God has done in your time as a family as you've done these things. 
And that, I think, is something that has me even more excited. I, I am excited about what God's going to do for our family as we just do this amongst ourselves. But even more exciting is the idea that there are other families out there doing that and that we get to share our stories about what, what unfolds. Anticipation. I'm waiting in anticipation for that. So that is the invitation. And Mary Jo, thank you for sharing the podcast with me. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, this has been really special. And yeah, and so it is the invitation that we in we extend to you together uh, from our family to yours. We wish you a very happy Thanksgiving, a very Merry Christmas. And like you, we eagerly anticipate a wonderful holiday season as we bring some intentionality to this season to capture all the goodness that we are all looking forward to this year. So thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Those of you who are going to take these next steps in this journey with us these next couple months. And we just really, really look forward to what God will do with our time and our intentionality. So until next time, may God bless you and your family very richly. 